In these unprecedented times, we need effective immune support. That's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work, CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative. The only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including PEA, a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit flower and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's your opportunity to come directly into the doctor's office and pose your questions. Plus, I got a whole lot of stuff to talk about with you this weekend. All the latest health stories provided to you, hopefully in an entertaining and digestible format. Our number, 877-726-8255, should you choose the option to call us and weigh in with your comments, your opinions, your questions. 877-726-8255 is our number. You can start dialing. We've got, uh, as I said, many stories to share with you. And, of course, uh, the big story continues to be COVID-19. By the way, a very uh, happy Passover to many of our listeners who are about to celebrate uh, Passover this weekend. And uh, in commemoration of that, we'll share a paleo matzah recipe that one of my patients was kind enough to forward to me. Uh, yes, uh, if you're... Uh, if you're gluten intolerant or if you want to avoid grains altogether, there's a workaround for Passover. So uh, one of the big um, debates this week uh, has to do with what can you do after you get the vaccine? I mean, the whole point of getting the vaccine was to uh, enable us to have a greater degree of security when we go out and about. And I've talked to several of my patients who've gotten the vaccine, and they're quite relieved that uh, now they can uh, go out and have a meal. They can um, go to the market. They can uh, have a conversation with friends. They can go visit uh, their grandchildren. They may be less scrupulous about wearing masks. But nonetheless, uh, the government keeps telling us that it's very important to maintain social distancing, that we should continue wearing masks. And yes, we can relax uh, some of the precautions. We can get together with other vaccinated people uh, in small groups. Uh, but it's kind of frustrating because, you know, it's like you went to, through the trouble of uh, tracking down the vaccine, uh, standing in line to obtain the vaccine, uh, sometimes in frigid weather. And now that you've gotten the vaccine, it doesn't seem like uh, the the cloud is lifting. And uh, there was actually a big debate on that subject uh, in the halls of Congress this week uh, between Senator Rand Paul and uh, Anthony Fauci. And some of you say, well, Anthony Fauci is a doctor. 
Well, so too is Rand Paul. He's medically trained, and although he's not uh, head of the uh, National Institutes of uh, Allergy and Immunology, uh, as Fauci can claim to have been, uh, Rand Paul knows something about basic biology. And what he's saying is, you know, why are you going through this charade of continuing to mask and double mask and separate, even though a lot of people have already had the vaccine, uh, isn't it time to relax some of the strictures? Uh, and so Fauci uh, came back with this, and this is very Fauci-like, and this is one of the things that uh, endears some people to Fauci because he's all about science, but it also aggravates people about Fauci because Fauci, uh, as a scrupulous scientist, believes that in order to demonstrate a proposition, we must undertake a clinical trial uh, with reliable results to a p-value of 0.000001 with absolute certainty uh, to enable a change in public policy uh, after people are, frankly, chomping at the bits. You saw the riotous circumstances in Miami Beach, uh, the usual spring break antics, but uh, aggravated by people's frustration, people's uh, pent up uh, emotions as they are uh, trying to liberate themselves in warm spring weather. Talk about spring fever, uh, spring fever on steroids this year as uh, the pandemic wears on and people's patience naturally lapses. So uh, what Fauci is saying, and I'm quoting here, is we hope that within the next five or so months, we'll be able to answer the very important question about whether vaccinated people get infected asymptomatically. In other words, unbeknownst to them, they could be carriers. And he keeps saying, and if they do, do they transmit the infection to others? And so the trial is going to involve 12 thousand college students across more than 20 universities in the United States. 6,000 will receive the Moderna vaccine and 6,000 will get it four months later because, you know, it's kind of an ethical concern here is because what if the vaccine becomes available? It turns out it's very effective. You can't say to these college students, no, you can't take the vaccine. And some of the people may simply drop out of the study because they're going to say, I'm not going to be in this study. I want to get out and about, uh, and the vaccines are available now to our age group. I mean, in some states, you still have to be 50 or 60 to get the vaccine with certain exemptions for people with comorbidities. Uh, but pretty soon there'll be enough vaccine for everyone to take it, including college students. And some people will just drop out of the study. But anyway, they say that participants will complete questionnaires with an electronic diary app and swab their noses daily. Why daily? Because while it's possible that from one day to another, you could become a carrier of the virus. Now that is, there's an important distinction between being a carrier and having detectable virus in your nasal passages and being sick. You may be asymptomatic and it's not even clear if you test positive for the virus that you're going to transmit it. I mean, the tests are so sensitive that you may have a few errant viral particles in your nasal passages that never enter your body and cause an infection. I mean, that's the idea of the vaccine is the vaccine protects us from these viruses, uh, has our immune system repelled them. And uh, they'll also get periodic blood samples. And then 
25,000 of their closest friends and family will be identified. And then they're going to see if comparatively the ones who got vaccines, the ones that didn't get vaccines, transmit the virus to friends and family. So they will determine the infection rate in close contacts. But, you know, there's some problems with this study because the variable is whether they're wearing masks, they're socially distancing, attending classes. Some of them will be, you know, full on. Uh, and some of them will be partying hardy. So how do we know, you know, whether that makes a difference? I'm not sure that that's factored into the study. They figure, well, they're college students, so, yeah, they're going to be more, shall we say, socially uh, mingling than the vast majority of Americans because they're out and about and, you know, they got boyfriends and girlfriends and, you know, and they're, you know, socially interacting at the very least. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, um, this is the problem is that uh, we got to wait five months for the results of this study in the meantime, everybody's jumping at the bed. People are getting vaccinated. People are hopeful. The rates of infection are, in most places, going down. Not in Europe, because Europe hasn't really gotten a vaccine to any large extent. Many of the countries in Europe, you know, only less than you know, single-digit percentages of the population have been able to access the vaccine due to vaccine shortages and distribution problems and vaccine hesitancy caused by some concerns about the AstraZeneca vaccine, which was their leading vaccine contender. So what you know? What does it mean that a vaccine uh, is ninety-five percent effective? Well, it may be ninety-five percent effective in preventing symptomatic COVID nineteen. In other words, that you get sick or feel sick. Uh, but does it really prevent you from getting the virus and transmitting the virus asymptomatically? And um, when it comes to statistics, oh, a good thing is that all three vaccine contenders in the U.S. seem to be joined by the fourth, AstraZeneca, soon to be approved, uh, Johnson Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, all three are about 100% effective in preventing severe COVID, uh, the need for hospitalization, you know, intensive care, or death. And that's, that's pretty remarkable. So, you know, we got to say vaccines do work. But uh, the question is, are they going to stamp out COVID-19? And what will happen when the variants pop up, as so inevitably that happens? Natural selection causes viruses to become resistant, just as the flu virus evades the flu vaccine every season and is no longer effective. So we'll have to see. It's a emerging picture, but a lot of people aren't going to wait five months for the study to come out they're raring to go spring weather is here in many parts of the country and uh, a great thaw is happening people are coming out of hibernation i've seen it in new york dr ronald hoffman 877-726-8255 is our number for questions as an intelligent medicine listener you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine safe and effective but vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements 
I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com. Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are a leading natural therapy for boosting immune health. Why? Because 70% of your body's immune cells reside in the GI tract. By taking a superior probiotic daily, like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics with their postbiotic metabolites, you can enhance your overall immune system and immune response. For additional immune support, get RegActive's immune formula to boost your glutathione levels, since our glutathione levels go down if we feel stressed. Maintaining glutathione levels is a key factor for natural defense. For a short-term immune boost, try Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus, which provides probiotic and immune support and includes Brazilian green propolis for superior antioxidant support and vitamin E, astaxanthin, and flax oil. Be proactive about your immune health. Ask your retailer today about Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, RegActive Immune Formula, and Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus today. Also available online. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255 is our number. And uh, some vaccine shenanigans going on. It so often happens when a big program is rolled out. Uh, There's some inequities. uh, There's some corruption. Uh, there's a story out of Chicago about, uh, how, uh, hospital executives have taken city supplied vaccine, which is designed for the inner city to inoculate people at the Trump tower downtown and at other, uh, posh locations. We'll cover that story for you momentarily, but, uh, 877-726-8255 is our number. That number is available to you 24 seven, 365. And you can record a question as did this individual. Let's hear it. I had ITP, idiopathic thrombocytopenic herpera, I think is the full name, on actually two occasions as a child. I have heard that that is a um, potential negative effect of the coronavirus vaccines. It has something to do with a person's immune system. Mine was cured when I was about 12 by removal of my spleen. Can't do that again, so I'd rather not have to go through it. I uh, would appreciate any comments or scientific information you might have about the potential for that type of uh, complication from the coronavirus vaccine. Thanks. Great show. Okay. Okay. Great, great question. And, you know, more generally, is it the case that people with various types of autoimmune diseases, you know, since uh, ITP or idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, hey, that's why I you know, paid the big bucks to go to medical school. I can roll that off my tongue pretty easily. Uh, that, uh, that's a condition where the immune system attacks the platelets. But the, you know, in autoimmune diseases, any organ, any part of the body can be a target of autoimmunity. So if it's, uh, the joints, it's rheumatoid arthritis. If it's, uh, the intestine, it's ulcerative colitis. If it's, uh, the myelin sheaths in the brain, it's multiple sclerosis. So, uh, you know, all these diseases share in common the fact that, uh, an immune system activation uh, without, uh, proper breaks and restraint, uh, instead of attacking a foreign invader, attacks, uh, part of the body. 
And, you know, hypothetically, this is what can happen with vaccines. Vaccines are designed to activate the immune system, but supposedly uh, directed at the invader, which in this case is a virus. Uh, but in so doing, there may be collateral damage. So the, the you know, metaphor that I sometimes use is, um, you know, say uh, some perps are robbing a bank and the cops come in with uh, guns blazing and shoot the perps, but accidentally shoot some of the customers and some of the tellers, you know, in the, in the you know, in friendly fire. And that's a little bit what happens in an autoimmune reaction. The body's actually lashing out at uh, an invader or a perceived invader or a threat, you know, potentially even a, a food uh, like uh, gluten intolerance in uh, people with uh, celiac disease. There's a lot of autoimmunity because the body's trying to fight off the gluten and uh, some innocent bystanders get hit. So, okay, so uh, could the vaccine trigger... Uh, another bout of ITP. Well, that could be devastating because ITP kills off your platelets. When you kill off your platelets, uh, you have nothing to clot your blood and you can bleed out like a hemophiliac. Uh, it's very dangerous. People first develop uh, bleeding and then they, you know, they're bruising and then they develop bleeding and, you know, it's a devastating condition. And uh, there are medicines that are used to treat it, but uh, in the old days, uh, it was often treated with splenectomy, which was a cure in many cases taken out your spleen. Now, you may say, well, spleen, that's a necessary organ. Well, a lot of people do fine without a spleen. Uh, it does govern certain aspects of immunity to certain bacteria, for example, salmonella and uh, pneumonia. So people have to be a little more cautious and get vaccines against those, you know, against pneumonia at the very least, if they've lost a spleen. Once you've lost a spleen, you're pretty protected against a recurrence of ITP. And I'm looking here at a statement by the ITP Support Association, itpsupport.org. It's in the UK, so the domain name is .uk. And what they're saying here is, don't worry about it. People who have had ITP, I mean, yeah, they're going to keep an eye on it. There have been some case reports. There actually have been a couple of case reports of people developing low platelets after a vaccine. But... They say the majority of patients with either history of ITP or active ITP vaccination should be given on schedule. Part of the reasons for that is maybe getting coronavirus could actually trigger your ITP. So it's a risk-benefit equation. Probably safe to take the vaccine. We'll keep an eye on it. 877-726-8255 is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'm a huge fan of Kyolic Age Garlic Extract Reserve. Take it myself for prevention and recommend it to my patients with high coronary calcium scores, elevated cardio risks, and compromised immune health. Kyolic's Age Garlic Extract research is impressive with over 870 peer-reviewed published scientific articles. Most compelling are studies demonstrating the slowing of atherosclerosis and those showing antihypertensive benefits, ideal for optimizing blood pressure. Kyolic Reserve also works well with statins to enhance cardio protection. It's no surprise that Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the best-selling garlic supplement on the market. Made from organically grown garlic, the aging process makes it completely odorless and it won't upset your stomach. I recommend taking Kyolic Reserve daily as part of your heart-healthy lifestyle. Look for Kyolic Reserve at fine natural health retailers near you. Learn more at Kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com.
Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for Biomega Fish Oil from Biotics Research. For over 40 years, Biotics Research has been providing the highest quality supplements surpassing industry standards. Biomega Fish Oil contains therapeutic doses of vital omega-3s in the triglyceride form, which is highly bioavailable. Biotics Research ensures maximum purity and freshness by managing their fish oils from catch to capsule. For more information, go to drhoffman.com slash biotics That's drhoffman.com slash biotics for Biomega Fish Oil. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255. Gets you directly into the doctor's office, and you can pose a question or share a comment, 877-726-TALK. And uh, this is something that I predicted at the very inception of the vaccine campaign, is that there would be abuses. They're trying to make it as equitable as possible. But uh, I said to myself, there are probably going to be some uh, ingenious rich people uh, with concierge type doctors or who are well connected, who are going to get a hold of vaccines, uh, well before their place in line. And indeed, this is happening. Uh, in the city of Chicago, uh, a hospital executive resigned in the wake of a COVID-19 vaccine scandal last week. Um, he is uh, a doctor who is uh, the executive at Loretto Hospital in Chicago. Um, what he did was um, he diverted vaccine supplies that were earmarked for inner city folks to inoculate people at the Trump Tower downtown and at other posh locations uh you think you know they even had a, a dinner at a high-end uh restaurant and also a fancy uh watch store <laughs> so it's like a vaccine event for the upscale uh and uh so he won't be working there in, anymore uh he also uh diverted 200 vaccinations at his um south suburban church uh, so that it looks like he won't be hospital administrator there anymore. And it's a little bit of a embarrassment for uh, the Chicago mayor, Mayor Lightfoot, uh, who came out with a statement defending her, quote, very robust oversight of vaccines distributed by the state. Hey, you know, it's it's human nature. People are going to jump the line. 877-726-8255 is our number. And, you know, there's never been a more important time to ensure that your immune system is operating at peak efficiency. Here's an innovative natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. It's elderberry with zinc and echinacea. Future Farms elderberry with zinc and echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation and zinc activates... T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216. Or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's spelled P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm. It's a play on words. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash 
Hoffman. You'd need that in your medicine chest. All right, uh, 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, vaccine passports. Uh, again, I predicted that this is something that's going to come to pass. And there, there's some legal obstacles to vaccine passports. Uh, you can't really require uh, that people get vaccinated in order to come to work, according to at least some state laws. But uh, they will, you know, this is something that's, that, that's certainly going to come to pass. So an example uh, is what Rutgers University is doing. They're saying in order to come back to school, you're going to need a vaccination, proof of vaccination. This is the first college in the country. Rutgers University, uh, the State University of New Jersey. And um, I think a lot of colleges, universities, schools are going to follow suit. Uh, Israel is launching vaccine passports. There's a very high rate of vaccine uptake in that country. People are patriotically signing on to get their vaccines. And there's lots of vaccine available. It's a small country, so it's doable. Um, will airlines be next? And then there's this thing that they're launching in New York that I think a lot of states are going to imitate. It's called the Excelsior Pass. And Excelsior, I guess, the state motto of New York. Um, attending sports events, art performances, and more will be facilitated with the Excelsior Pass. Uh, it's digital. It's an app. And they... They're touting it as supporting a safe reopening of New York by providing a free, fast, and secure way to present digital proof of COVID-19 vaccination or alternatively negative test results. So I guess you can say, okay, I don't want the vaccine, but I, I just got tested. But it's kind of a pain um, if you need to hold up your cell phone every time you go to a movie or a play or a sporting event. Uh, this is uh, going to be rolled out at Madison Square Garden. And at the Barclay Center, hey, I want to go see the Nets. They're doing great this year. 20% capacity now. Pretty soon they'll allow more. But you're going to need some sort of proof that you don't have COVID or better yet, you've been vaccinated. It's kind of like a mobile airline boarding pass. And um, what they say here is that uh, it's voluntary. It's not mandatory yet. New Yorkers can always show alternate proof of vaccination or testing, but then you got to pull out all these papers and, you know, the uh, guard squints at those things and, you know, is that real and, you know, is it a forgery? So um, the Excelsior Pass coming to a state near vaccine passports, they're happening for sure. Um, this is a really interesting and controversial story. And, uh, you know, it, it, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but uh, I believe it's kind of plausible. Uh, the uh, former head of the CDC, um, who is uh, Redfield, uh, has come out with the view that the vaccine originated in the Wuhan lab, the Wuhan virology lab, and that due to an accident, it escaped into the general populace of China and then was propagated around the world. 
And, you know, that's, that's kind of like a wackadoodle theory, but hear me out. It, the alternative theory is that it developed, as do many viruses, you know, came from bats or wild animals and then crossed over into the human population. This has been happening for millennia. And originally when, you know, I heard about the theory that this was a human-made vac- uh, human virus, I thought, well, you know, why go there? I mean, that's, yeah, okay, people were looking for closure and an explanation, someone to blame, blame China. Uh, but it's probably a natural event. But... um Here's the thing. It, a couple of things make me think that this is a possibility, as did Redfield, who's a virologist. I mean, that, that's his, that's in his wheelhouse. Um, although, you know, some people criticize him because he was part of Trump's team. So hence guilt by association. But, uh, and, and there was aggressive pushback by Anthony Fauci, who's now the official voice of the pandemic. Fauci says, uh, I think what he likely was expressing is that there certainly are possibilities of how a virus adapts to an efficient spread among humans. One of them is in a lab, and one of them, which is the more likely, which most public health officials agree with, is that it likely was below the radar screen spreading the community in China for several weeks, not a month or more, which allowed it when it got recognized clinically to be pretty well adapted. So that, you know, that's Fauci's mainstream theory, uh, which Look, you could fault the Chinese not necessarily for inventing the virus, but their slow response to alert the world that something was going on and for being kind of clandestine about it, which was in the early phases of, you know, last spring uh, and winter. Well, that's, that was what happened. What was happening? There's a really lack of full transparency by the Chinese government at the very least. But uh, a couple of things about this. Uh, it was this like uh, an effort at bioterrorism? Well, that, that's kind of unlikely. You know, was this virus developed to be a bioweapon and then was unleashed among the unsuspecting world? I kind of doubt that. I think what, and this is well known, is that in order to get ahead of viruses and to develop vaccines, they do something called gain of function research where they take ordinary viruses and they tweak them. They now have the ability to tweak viruses experimentally in laboratories. And then they say, well, oh, hypothetic, here's a very bad virus. Well, what do we do if this virus were to be released? Well, we can prepare for that if this virus were to occur in nature as a result of a natural mutation. So this is just the way they study viruses. It's well known. And it's, it's a dangerous practice because it has to be done in a very, very secure facility. I mean, this is actually the plot of a Stephen King novel, The Stand, you know, which came out, I think, in the, in the 80s or 90s. Very old novel is that they were experimenting with viruses and um, it got out and decimated the population of the world. So this is not a new proposition. But what's you so you can say, well, that, you know. That's kind of sketchy because it's more likely that it developed in nature. But here's the interesting thing. Um, what There's so many cities in China with populations over 10 million, just dozens and dozens of them, with names you wouldn't even recognize. Uh, I didn't know about Wuhan until the Wuhan virus, but it's a huge city. But there are many other cities that are 
of comparable size or larger. There's Shanghai and Beijing and Hong Kong. And why, oh, why did this suddenly develop supposedly in a wet market in Wuhan, China, in close proximity within a few hundred yards of the Wuhan Institute of Virology? That's to me, is a very suspicious coincidence. And it suggests that, yeah, maybe inadvertently someone got infected and then circulated among the general population and we were off to the races. Now, this, this is Redfield's opinion and it could be corroborated. But here's the other part. The Chinese have not been forthcoming at all in releasing personnel data, medical information about the employees of their Wuhan Institute of Virology. They basically shut down a delegation from who were on site to investigate this from the World Health Organization. And the, you know, they just did not disclose records. They were not transparent at all. They selectively shared information. But some information was missing. So if the Chinese really want to dispel this, they should have full disclosure. And they should say, look, look, here's the records of all the employees. They're not doctored. They're the original records. Uh, and we can demonstrate that, no, it didn't originate from the Wuhan Institute of Art. But they created a wall of, a wall of uh, impediments to accessing that information. So that makes so nobody knows and nobody will ever find out probably. But when Redfield makes that statement, this is a, his opinion, but it's, it it is one among many plausible theories for how this thing got started. Eight seven 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 two six eight two five five is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information, order order. Call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and it's that time of year again when everyone suffers from some kind of upper respiratory problem. We miss work and feel miserable spending too much time with doctors and pharmacists. That is, unless we protect ourselves and our families with a product that I recommend to my patients. Clear saline nasal spray and sinus rinse. Clear combines the unique properties of xylitol and the health-promoting benefits of a saline nasal spray to help cleanse, moisturize, and soothe your sinuses and nasal passages. Clear helps wash away bacteria, pollens, and other irritants before they have a chance to attack the sensitive tissues in your upper respiratory tract. Clear is easy to use, effective, and safe for people of all ages. Clear is simply your best defense in an increasingly dirty and polluted world. I use it myself. You can find Clear Saline Nasal Spray and Sinus Wash at Vitamin Shop, CVS, Rite Aid, and other drugstores, supermarkets, and pharmacies near you, as well as Amazon. 
or you can visit Clear on the web at clear.com. That's www.xlear.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman back with you. A very happy Passover to many of our listeners who are about to celebrate this weekend. And, uh, you know, it's a a, um, prolonged holiday. Uh, One of these nights, uh, some of you may be having a Seder, which is the customary meal. Uh, In fact, the Last Supper was a, a Seder. And it's customary to eat matzah for this. Uh, and the criterion for the types of grains that you can consume are that they have to be unleavened. So you can use matzah meal to make matzah, and that's wheat-based, or you can make matzah balls, which makes a very nice matzah ball soup. Uh, but uh, the problem is that a lot of people are uh, prefer not to eat wheat. And in fact, some people are on a paleo diet, which is actually a grain-free diet. So uh, here we have, uh, trying to get uh, gluten-free matzah is tough. It's sold out right away. It's a very scarce commodity. And it can be made. And it, you know, it's made with oats or, you know, different types of flour. But for some people, that's not enough. They want a paleo matzah made before the time of the agricultural revolution when people started raising grains. It's thought that some people are grain intolerant. It really works for some people. You know, autoimmune paleo diet uh, is grain-free. So uh, one of my uh, patients was kind enough to forward to me a recipe for grain-free matzah. And so it's based on almond flour uh, along with um, coconut flour and you can actually make uh, pretty good almond flour and coconut flour pancakes with this type of recipe. Um, you use some uh, uh, almond flour, coconut flour, a teaspoon of sea salt, uh, throw in some egg, eggs permitted, uh, some olive oil, and some water. In a food processor, combine the almond flour, coconut flour, and salt. Pulse in the egg, olive oil, and water. Uh, divide the dough into two pieces. Roll out the dough between two pieces of parchment paper to one sixteenth inch thickness. It has to be thin. And then you take off the top piece of parchment paper. You transfer the matzah to a baking sheet. And you know the whole idea here is you know the the matzah symbolizes what happened when the Jews had to hastily leave Egypt. So apparently they didn't have enough time to leaven the bread that they were baking. So they just put the flour on their backs and the uh, the uh, searing sun of the Sinai Desert uh, baked the matzah for them. and But it was unleavened. It was flat bread. No yeast. Yeast is leavening and baking soda, things like that. So uh, you take this flat dough and you prick holes in the matzah using for You bake it 350 degrees for 10 to 13 minutes, watching closely, and then you cool it, and then you got your grain-free Matzah, and you know, it sounds pretty good. It really works. Um, this item is a, a highly deceptive item from a British tabloid called the Express. Headline: High blood pressure. A sweet potato for lunch might lower your blood pressure reading. And they have a picture of a very overweight man about to devour a sweet potato. And the idea behind this article, 
I don't know how they cooked this up, but they said, well, potassium uh, has the power to force excess sodium out of a person's body. But could a sweet potato really help to lower blood pressure readings? Well, not really. <laughs> sweet potato is a source of potassium, but it's also a big source of carbohydrate calories. Um, and they admit that even eating one sweet potato for lunch wouldn't be enough to gain the amount of potassium needed to help lower your blood pressure. Other foods that lower, that uh, increase your potassium pretty nicely include greens, uh, mushrooms, uh, and and tomatoes. Uh, these are foods much lower in carbohydrate count and much better for your blood pressure. So people reading that tabloid in Great Britain, they might think, oh, this will license as many sweet potatoes as I want. I'll get some potassium. And then their blood pressure is going to skyrocket because the pounds will get will add up on the scale. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. 877-726-8255 is our number. You can come directly into the doctor's office next hour and pose your questions. Got lots of stuff to share with you then.